0: And the must keep running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, 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 And the must keep running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, 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 And welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast Here a recap and review show episode 355 Where I'm going to be joined by my man Jason As we go through four pretty big books Two number ones, Black Panther number one And Hawkeye Kate Bishop number one And if you're wondering, what about the other big number one? I will talk about that in a moment Because before we go into the show let me remind you to go over to Twitter at WSMarvelComics, follow us, we'll follow you back, and then go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where you get a ton of shows, about 60 to 70 podcasts each and every month, a lot of them Marvel Comics stuff, including some things like my Ultimate Marvel Comics podcast that I go through, An issue of the Marvel Ultimate Universe as we go through chapter by chapter, issue by issue, throughout going through. And I just ended up doing Ultimate Spider-Man number seven, finishing off that first long arc of Bendis' Ultimate Spider-Man, that intro deal. And just as a little shout out next Tuesday, because it comes out every Tuesday, I'll be going into the Ultimate Marvel team-up book that's Spider-Man and Wolverine, also written by Brian Michael Bennis. But one of the other things that we end up doing is each and every week, we end up having a poll for the high levels of the Patreon. We call them the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Bing bang, And they get to pick two books from all the books coming out, and those two books are featured on a Patreon-exclusive show, a show where this week me and Jason got together to talk about the two winners, and they were... The Death of Doctor Strange number three, pretty good book, pretty big book, right? And Donny Cate's Hulk number one, the biggest book of all. I'll give the badasses of the Get Fresh crew Bing bong. the credit that they ended up grabbing that for themselves. But to listen to that in a full episode, that was over an hour. It was about an hour and 12 minutes. You go over to Patreon, Patreon.com. Slash Weird Science And listen to that And again A ton of other shows Not just that Each level More shows You can check it out Go over to Patreon.com Slash Weird Science But part of being A badass Besides getting to pick The books that we talk about On that Patreon Exclusive show You also get to be in The badass Roll call Ah uh, Ah uh, And here we go I'm not gonna wrap This time It is Thanksgiving for those who celebrate it as I'm recording that, and I'm sure they'll be thankful at my non-rapping. We have Ted Probst, I Love Punchline, Michael S., Forrest Pauly, Cam, Joseph Leipzig, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, Lady Abby. A little shout out to Lord Andy as well. Matches below, Niels Keyword, David Fink, Joey Barcasco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Colby, who you'll hear Later on with me, that is Jason C., Michael G., Ken Halleck, Comic Boom Rocky, Cellar Dweller, Mark Jager, Algen Stoja, Nick Adams, Bill Beer, Ruben, Carlos, Lone Wolf Marv, Luke Hollywood, he's probably sleeping, Simon, Luis, Manship, Manship's going to play some disc golf during Thanksgiving, Andrew and Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G., Josh Vermillion, Dalton Needham, My Man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond Mark, My man Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray, that is Brandon up in Buffalo, and Double A-Ron all the way up there in Minnesota. He is there celebrating things. The song keeps going on and on, and shout out to the OG, Reggie. So there you go. If you're a badass, you get to hear me fumble and bumble through your name. What a thing to have. What a country we have here, but like I said, we have a bunch of books here in a Pretty much extended deal And again, I want to give a shout out to Jason If he does end up listening to this Because it's awesome having him talk A bunch of books that I was talking by myself I like to talk with other people Especially Jason And we end up being able to give you More, more, more Including where when we looked at the books For next week, it looked like there was Too many, too many, too many But we'll see, we'll see how that goes And we'll see what we're talking about But with all of that Let's get on with the show. All right, and I'm here with my man, Jason. What up, Jason? Hello, Jim. How are you? Hello. I'm doing good. Not as good as Dr. Strange. That guy, while he's dying, oh, he's he showing up yeah, he's all, all over the place. It's like <laughs> Elvis. There's so many sightings uh, going on. But with that, we also have a big week here. We have two number ones that me and you were talking about. Two number ones in four books and the start of... A new deal, even in Thor and then Amazing Spider-Man, continuing the idea of Ben Riley. So it's a, it's kind of a fresh deal, you know, the whole thing going on here. But we're going to start with the big stuff. We're going to start with the big ones. Well, and before we that? get
1: into reviewing comics, I think we have something more important to discuss.
0: What we need is your that?
1: We need your review of the. String bean casserole pizza. Oh,
0: the, the string bean. The, the, yes. The, it's actually the, the, the get green Crew bean bee poop needs to know. Green bean casserole pizza we ended up getting, right? So, and I'm glad you brought that up because there is a funny story to this. Well, we ended up getting it. It was at Aldi If anybody had seen it, sure. I look at it. Looks like the worst thing ever. Like, oh my God. So to make it even worse, the only reason I did get it, which I ended up taking a picture of the box with the pizza and then the pizza itself. Uh, it was two dollars off because I think it was getting towards the expiration. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's you know? buying these
1: things, so <laughs> flying off the shelves.
0: I think it was like four ninety nine. I'm not going to take a chance on a green bean casserole pizza with it being that, but two dollars off. I said to Logan, "Should we get this?" He goes, "Green <laughs> bean casserole pizza," and then he's like, "Yeah, okay." And and the thing is, if you have kids, especially I have teen kids, I have you know a lot of I have five kids, but Rafe and Logan are teens and really the idea of nowadays younger kids they love to do these weird challenges they see people on YouTube eating nonsense and whatever so they're always up for something like that so Logan's like okay and we get it we take it home I end up and it is a pizza that has legit green beans on it it ends up having a sauce that's like a mushroom Mushroom gravy sauce. Just like the casserole, right? Yes. Does it have the
1: crunchy onions? Yes, it does. It has that. It has onions. all
0: that. The only thing that's a little bit, it still does have mozzarella cheese for some reason, but just to make it pizza-esque. Got and then ends piano. up, yeah, and ends up having, you know, obviously the crust, which I said should have been made with that infused, the crunchy onions, you know, fried onions. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, that's how I would have played it. But, or maybe even went weird, like a biscuit. I don't know. So I make it, and we go to eat it, and it was awful. I hate it. They loved it. So disappointed. That's the thing, though. They loved it. Now, the thing (laughs) is also is I'm kind of on, like, the Whole30 and more of a ketone diet, so I actually put that aside. I'm like, all right, I'm going to roll it because I had to taste it. And the first bite I got, I bit into just this this green bean, and it was more of the idea of it. it, That is not something – that like you can even say, but Jim, green peppers or something like that, which I hate, but still, it, a green bean's harder to buy. It, it felt weird. It was real weird to eat. And it tasted like green bean casserole. What it says on the tin. Yeah. I didn't preface this. I hate green bean casserole. <laughs> it's one of my least favorites. When we end up, if I have a thing to pick, I'm pretty much a traditionalist, even though that's pretty traditional. I, for my Thanksgiving, I just like to have mashed potatoes and corn. That's that I don't care about a green bean casserole. I'm not a big fan of the sweet potato casserole. My kids and, and Tanya love all that. But the big thing and the funny thing is here's Logan. Even then it's in the fridge and he's like, and then I'm starting to think we better start making this. So he goes, Hey, are we going to eat that? And just points to it and yeah, I'll make it now. So I make it. He bites into it and he goes, this is weird. And I said, why? And he goes, it tastes like green bean casserole. And I said, but what are you talking about? <laughs> That's what it is. He goes, really? I said, we talked about this when we bought it. You picked it. And he goes, oh. And I said, what did you think these things were? He goes, oh, I thought it was like some kale thing. And me and Rafe were sitting there. And Rafe just was like, really? And and if you had listened to the podcast, especially the DC one, right away, we we thought that this was an Ethan comment who he would be the one. Who would be just, you know, spaced out. Eh, what's up with that? Yeah. So with that, I said the Logan was the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life when he said it, but it ended up being the best review for it because
1: him thinking
0: that it, it was it, something else.
1: Right. Like, like a double blind study. Sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I had a problem last night for some reason. I'm reading these books. The lights are out and I was, <laughs> I had like three of these lollipops and like one was, uh, like a banana, but, and I'm eating it. And I'm thinking, is this really the one I think is, you know, that whole deal. But, yeah, he said this tastes like green bean casserole. Like, it is. And that's that's all it is. And he's like, oh, man, so it's pretty good. And they ate it and they said it was the best thing that they ever had. They thought it was the craziest thing. And then I mentioned to them, well, I could get another one. And then they said, no. So I don't know yeah, if they really sometimes
1: like sometimes it. one's enough. Right. You've had the experience. Tanya would
0: need. Tanya said, "No way, that sounds disgusting." But yes, green bean casserole was legit. I thought again too, and in my bite, I got a lot of that, you know, mushroom soup type taste. Also, the onions and the green beans, and I just I don't like green bean casserole. I really don't. Uh, But. I'd I have to give it like an eight out of 10, actually, because of how much it was accurate. It sounds like deal. one of
1: those, like there's a book where you realize it's not for you. It's not written to your taste, but for what it is, it, it's, it's good. Exactly. They, they end, end up, hard. I mean,
0: like what you're saying is Hawkeye. That's what you're saying. See, it uh, all works out, but we're not could starting be. with. Could be. <laughs> Stay tuned, <laughs> true believers. I'd like to say there were three big number ones, but, but there might have been only two, uh, kind of like what I call a Tuesday here at this house. But we're going to start with Black Panther. Gotta stay number one. Yes, indeed. Uh Black Panther number 1 big deal uh coming out I believe it was delayed a little coming out. And it's weird too when we get to the Hawkeye, I'll just mention it now. Boy, Hawkeye gets in Kate Bishop Hawkeye really gets a kind of the, the stick deal because coming out with the same day as Black Panther.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like a movie opening the same time as a new Star Wars movie or something here. But this is
0: called The Long Shadow Book One, written by John Ridley, art by Juan Cabal, colors by Frederico Blee, and letters and design by VC's Joe Sabino. And we just get into this. There obviously is no recap. Now, and is you're going to get first some
1: John Ridley book from Marvel? I, I think it might done, be. He's done DC, he's done Wildstorm. I think it's his first Marvel book.
0: He's doing, uh, like at this point, he's doing Jace Fox, Batman, and Black Panther, two pretty big books here. And he's a screenwriter for the most part. 12, is it 12 Days a Slave? I, I
1: always forget. Yes, I think so. Uh, 12 years.
0: Years. 12 years. 12 yeah. days. <laughs> he ends up with that. that's his big deal. You'll, you'll yeah. see that in all the stuff going on. So he takes this over, and he has a tough deal. You know what I mean? Because he ends up coming in their Tennessee Coates loved by some, not by others. That's fine, but you ended up really getting wacky with the Black Panther book. So you go out into the the space, the intergalactic deal of Black Panther, and so you're coming out of that, and and even the idea that we talked about in, on our you know Patreon Spotlight, wink, wink. Everybody go over there. The idea of the Hulk book coming out of the Immortal Hulk. You know, there's a tough deal going on. And I just was worried, like, how is he going to tie in the Intergalactus? Will he? Will he even mention it? Will they go with it? And he does, but you don't need Mm -hmm. to know that. As far as we know so far here, it's just pretty much a, yeah, that did happen. Maybe some things will come out in time, but you don't need to know that right away, right? And I was glad of that, just because I didn't read all of it. I'm not going to say it was bad or not, it was just... It, it went on a little too long. Then it got delayed. All that stuff going down. Uh, so when you go into this, I think that John Ridley realizes, okay, I got to start off this with something, and you get a cold open, action movie type mm-hmm. scene where he is there with the Avengers.
1: Now, what location are they at here, Jim? What is what's the name of
0: this town? I, I'm not even. Gonna, <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with this you'd say because okay. I think. Well, I'll, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a shot. Okay. okay. Shooting. Sh- Jar Jar Pure. Iceland, right on target, perfect. right? No, I, I think. It'd be if I'm like, I see or something. <laughs> now, what, do, what do you think it is?
1: Skuta Okay, there you go. Skuta Iceland. That's why I'm glad you're here.
0: So Hold okay. my hand. When I end up, two things. Mentioning Icelandic uh-huh. cities and <laughs> and obviously, when I think that pigeons are gulls those are the two <laughs> things that have always I know worked my place, out. right yes yeah. you uh, but with that, you end up having a really cool intro that also gives people if they're not aware or reading the Jason Aaron Avengers, stuff like that, like Black Panther has a lot on his plate, and right. he is the leader of the Avengers, and why I like this even more as a beginning is. You, you always do. And we, we do this with the Avengers book. We do it with the Justice League over at DC. But the whole idea of this intergalactic empire of Wakanda, Black Panther in space was going on while he was still the leader of the Avengers. So that there was that weird disconnect. So to have this like, let's, let's, you know, acknowledge both because they were happening Mm -hmm. and make it kind of come together with even the Avengers setting up, what by the this end... This
1: scene's purpose seems to be mostly to situate Black Panther's starting point. He starts off as a core part of the Avengers, the chairman of the Avengers, and here they are together beating up some sort of stone creatures.
0: And a lot of this as we go through, then again, they say at the end because they throw him through a portal, and you get a kind of a cool little deal where, you know, Thor blasts, cap shield that ends up then Megavang and goes and pushes him and goes to a portal. They have Doctor Strange. I thought that yep. I thought that Black Panther with Doctor Strange being everywhere. Everything's coming up Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. I thought that Black Panther was being kind of a jerk chill. I mean, at one point, you basically yeah. tell Dr. Strange, you have one job
1: here. Right. Sack up, Dr. Strange. And I wanted Dr. Strange to kind of like, really? that That's my only job? Really? Mm-hmm. Like portals? Come on. It is Black Panther's book. So we have to show him in charge here. That's, that's the point of this, to show that Black Panther is in charge.
0: And that's why I do, on the opposite side, like it. Because you do see, first off, he's all business. You know, he's mm-hmm. doing these things. Also, I will mention, Dr. Strange not really a... Full out deal in the Jason Aaron Avengers, so it was kind of a weird deal. But you end up with that, but you have that connection between him and Cap, which I do like. By the it, end, it, it, it
1: says that uh, Black Panther invited Doctor Strange along because it is a, a spooky dimensional magical thing.
0: It's just funny because you end up having them with the Avengers in multiple books this week as well. So you know, but it's Doctor Strange. He's Doctor Strange. So with that though, you end up, like I said, having Cap and. Black Panther. And I like this because, again, usually you'll have Steve as the chairman, as the guy, but they ended up wanting to have somebody else, something different. And they did end up having T'Challa do that. You see that Cap respects T'Challa, but then you end up by the end of this realizing that what T'Challa is doing might put him at odds, right, against the Avengers and everybody else. And I like seeing, I like this camaraderie. I like the idea that they don't come off here as best friends. It doesn't seem as if, like, Steve's like, hey, by the way, we're having a barbecue this week. Yeah,
1: they're not going out for shawarma.
0: No, no, they work together, they respect each other. I I mean, I think you get more of that respect, but also, if there's any character that, if things go a little sideways and things, the one person who's going to understand maybe what that is like is Steve. I mean, even going with Secret Empire stuff and all that craziness that has happened with him. But even World War stuff, all that So I do like that, I do like this But it also gives you the idea He has a lot on his plate, he has a lot Going on, Black Panther Including being in space for a while That Steve says, are you back now And everybody wants a piece of Black Panther Like, he's supposed to be the leader Of all these different things And you can tell, while he Seems to be, okay, I'll put it on my Shoulders, whatever, and even to the point Where he doesn't want to let other people Do things either Uh because then we go back to the new parliament building of Wakanda.
1: The last scene was to set up Black Panther's status quo within the Avengers. And this scene is to set up his status quo, his beginning status quo in Wakanda. So I guess we're now a constitutional democracy here in uh, Wakanda. So he's he's there. He's part of the Congress or the parliament. But uh, they ask him what they think they should do about something. And he starts to give a directive. And then... Madam Prime Minister kind of smacks him down. Well, they're not here to give directives; you're here to give perspectives. And I don't really understand this next panel because he suggests, well, maybe just return it to committee. And then I don't know why that's taken as a bad idea. Are you being funny? I,
0: I got, and he's like, that wasn't my intent. And you know, you just kind of go past that. And then show
1: then... some respect. I don't know why that would be disrespectful. It seems a very ordinary thing you'd say in a parliament. I didn't get that.
0: I'm not a political guy. And, and a lot of times, but this isn't, this is different than that. This is Wakanda showing you band. the inner workings, yes, the inner workings of, Wakanda. that might be interesting to some people. It's not really that interesting to me. So when. It's not that interesting to T'Challa
1: either. So <laughs> no. I don't think I get a lot I mean, of
0: it. To is just like, whatever. And that's the thing. That's why I think it's here. I think it's supposed to be Borg. I I actually think that this is almost a concept, and we'll talk about Thor later, when Donny Chase took over Thor and Thor's king, and he sits on the throne for like a day and he's like, I'm bored. I'm getting out of here and becomes the Herald of Galactus. So I think that what you're supposed to see is the tediousness of this, that
1: it's not for mm-hmm. him. At least from his perspective, like he, he's used to being the one in charge, making decisions, fighting That's the fight. That's a big thing. And this is not his milieu.
0: Exactly. I think that he, you know, John Ridley wants to show you that this is not his bag. But also he's used to saying things and people don't say Show some respect like in Wakanda Especially but That's the new status quo and it does End up again like I said with the Thor king he's on no 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 We want to see Thor going around doing stuff so This does set up you know, a little bit of a, a space that we're not going to go into each issue mm-hmm. and have, oh, we got a meeting. All right. I mean, you have that in just about every book. Right. Of there's
1: there's other people taking care of that stuff. How many we're times are we
0: going to just go with Tony Stark going to board meetings and stuff like that? Because they'd be bored is what it would be. So you end up where we see that it is a thing so that we can <laughs> go back. I hope. I right? Because yeah. I really was kind of bored myself.
1: So he walks out of this meeting. Is OK, you guys do your thing. I'm going to. I'm head out. And he walks out and he meets his, his buddy Akili, I believe this gentleman's name is, who I guess is a Ta-Nehisi Coates character. He's part of the secret police. So they kind of, this lets them chat about what Black Panther's place is in this new society. And Akili says, yeah, they're going to do their thing. Wakanda's kind of adolescents, they're growing up. They need to get their freedom, but they need somebody watching over them to make sure they don't get into trouble. So he thinks that's Black Panther's position is let them do their thing, but be ready to catch them if they screw up.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it basically is. Listen, be the parent, you know, sit there. You have to let your kids grow, set up things to allow A them to kind Little right? Yes, it is. But if, Just wait. And if things go wrong, then be ready to, but I get it. And again, it kind of gives the space, but it also shows you, like you said, secret police type deal, which is one of the big things of this. The idea of T'Challa, who might be doing things a little bit different than what we would think or what people would think is an okay deal. But you almost get that. It's funny. By the end, I don't necessarily get this idea of, man, yeah, Black Panther hero. I almost get a Lex Luthor. Style mm. feel of a guy who thinks that he's the one who should be in control, but nobody can question him, but he also has these kind of like you know covert things and black shadow things going on throughout, but none of it ever feels I saw some people thinking that, oh, this is ridiculous i some some people thinking that this makes Black Panther look like completely over the top evil and I don't get that mm, but, I get the idea that he has you even see some of the things in this kind of even playoff what we saw in the movie and stuff like that. Yeah, it's
1: very much like the movie. He's not really entirely in tune with the new direction of his country, but not in an evil way, just like how are they going to come to some sort of a you know agreement with each other. Yeah,
0: and we end up, when we get to this, but we also have, you know, Achilles says, you know, oh, my God, you know, you're somebody I can talk to. You really can put my thoughts lyrically and then, you know, fine. But he also at one point goes to Shiri, which he always would. And she's there to tell him that he's nonsense as well So he does have some checks and balances But I like that beginning Showing you this new way Isn't just T'Challa's way or the highway It it is not that, you know They're trying to do something different But he's kind of stuck in his old ways Of, you know, Black Panther stuff and whatnot Because then we go off And we end up seeing And it's, it's kind of You have another kind of like cold open But in the middle here Where we see these two characters meeting Kind of in a covert type way at first it looks But they're, they're you can tell, they're lovers They are uh, But they keep talking about cheating You know, and you can tell they kiss when they see each other And they sit down there at a cafe in San Diego, Chile And they're like, oh my god, I feel like we're cheating I hope, and it, it was a weird play But I, I get the idea, like, okay, what do they really mean Because they even, ah, oh, it's not cheating, whatnot But you go from there because it is Pretty cool, and one of the things that I thought was cool that I don't know that most people, you know, if you're not reading Black Panther or whatever, but it's a movie thing as well. When you end up having them hold hands, and you end up seeing that Wakandan, you know, wrist bracelet type deal, that does come into play in a little
1: bit because you go
0: because these aren't just two people in Chile, you know, having a good little lunch and cheating on their spouses.
1: These are two new characters, Omalola and Jai, and they're in Santiago, Chile. And so they meet up, they're they're clearly in a relationship together, they're kinda maybe we're not should do this. And then as they start to chat about that, their waiter's head gets blown off in a disgusting way. My gosh. Yeah,
0: I mean seriously. Just but while well, he has ruins those appetizers there, they were that's the thing. I mean, look at that. Uh and then everybody's you know, scattering, obviously. And but they right away you get the idea that they they're more than just these people lovers meeting for this <laughs> mm-hmm. clandestine deal, right? Because they run off and they're starting to talk, you know, active shooter, go here, let's go back, help all that yep. stuff going down. And
1: we see the license plate of the one car by them says JRJC, which I presume is John Ridley Juan Cabal. So a little, little hint there. It
0: was funny because when I first saw it, I actually thought it was going to be a shout out to John Romita <laughs> Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, what's going on here? Oh, I get it. Yeah. It's funny, too, that In those things, it's weird because a lot of times you throw shout-outs to former creators, and they're they're, they're giving their own vanity plate. And isn't it like it's (laughs) so so in your face? I'm like, holy moly. But you go from there because, again, there's just they're in big trouble.
1: Yeah, they're just running off, and it's clear that whoever's coming is coming for them because they follow them, chase them down some alleys, end up kind of down a dead end. They put us in a kill box, and then we get this – kind of transformation scene where they push a button on their Wakandan bracelets and they wind up in these sort of like Black Panther suits, but with like a skull and skeleton motif.
0: Yeah. I I don't know that I love that transformation deal. When you look at it, it works out well, but it wasn't like the Oh,
1: man, that's cool. It just kind of like okay. a little little karate kid here. The chain link fence and the, the guys dressed in the skeleton costume. I, I
0: didn't love the skeleton costume look. I, I'll be quite honest. That didn't mm-hmm. wow me either. I'm like, okay, I'll go with it, whatever. It looks kind of badass. But I, I didn't quite love that. But then we end up getting, you know, the... Deal of right. coming, they're at being them, attacked
1: ain't. by. We don't know exactly, but it's a gang of kind of faceless, masked people, ninja thing. cyborg type N- deal, yeah, right? Are, are they weird. ninjas? or just people with know. masks on.
0: Well, once I see like swords like that and stuff, but but one person looks like they got the Wolverine clothes. They got a lot of different weapons, but they,
1: they obviously.
0: They're pretty badass. I mean, they're they're coming to to cause some harm, and they are definitely the idea where you said
1: very much outnumbered. It looks like at least five, probably more, like seven or eight people attacking these these two Wakandans. And so Jai gets knocked down. He's clearly in trouble. He's not going to get out of this. He tells Omalola to run. I'm sorry, and then he pulls a pin out of a grenade and blows himself. And everybody except apparently Omalola, you know, to bits.
0: Yeah, and Omalola. He yells to her, "Go to T'Challa. Tell him they know. They
1: know, yeah. They know, and I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry." And he does this, and she does get. But that's the thing is, you get the idea. Okay, well, this is something that she doesn't seem to know what that means either. Like the, this is something between him and Black Panther, kind of the deal. And you do get this background in this weird way of a character just popping up here. You get this background of who this guy kind of is too. Black Panther, especially when you know he goes to Shiri and stuff like that, that this is more of an important character than we would have realized. But T'Challa shows up then and talks to Omal. How do you pronounce it again? I always mess. Omalola, Omalola, Omalola. He comes down and first off, he's pissed. They weren't supposed to do what they were doing. They weren't supposed to go together. They weren't supposed to. All this could ruin this whole underground network and stuff that. T'Challa seems to have mm-hmm. but He like I said he comes off As stern but he does Care right. uh, but this whole thing With Jai he wants to see the body They do go there it's you know a, a couple of these scenes and it's funny because on the Spotlight we ended up Talking about the death of Doctor Strange And how we really commended Jed McKay For not having the minutia Sort of thing and I understand sometimes it's needed Or whatnot, but some of this It, it did drag a little bit Mm-hmm. But I guess you get the point, like he has to be sure, he goes sees the body, yes. He-
1: it helps build up the relationship between the chala and these two. But it does it does take a while. It does. And what I noticed here is there's a ton of panels in this book. Yeah, that that might be it as well. It doesn't let Juan Cabal really show no. off his, his stuff so much. We get a lot of little panels.
0: When we add the transition into the skeleton things. I'm even saying that as I said, I don't like the skeleton look or whatever but I also am surprised that you don't get that wow moment like this is something big. Even the transformation is in real little panels and I get it but it didn't do anything for me because of that. I wonder if
1: that's a thing where John Ridley is not by natively training a, a comic book writer
0: Exactly, that he's he's more of The visuals are in his mind as he goes And he's not letting Juan
1: Cabal do them This on might the page work better as, much. as camera cuts Than as individual panels, I don't because, know Because
0: yeah, I thought that some of these And I'm glad you said that Because the real tiny little panels Even on that I didn't think play out The coolness of what we would want to have In this first issue especially The fight scene's okay, but even that It, it kind of seemed a little bit like you said, there's no real wow factor of just seeing somebody roundhouse kick and then the
1: next thing kick and whatnot. In yeah, one of the, the, opening, the opening fight scene had some bigger panels, but after that, it all, you know, five, six, seven, eight panels per page.
0: I, I wish that there was a little more to that, because I like Juan Cabal. I think Juan Cabal's a real good artist. But then some of the panels are just like, oh, there's T'Challa getting out of a ship. Oh, there's the ship landing. Like, even that progression, <laughs> ship in the air, ship landing, these they seem... A little extraneous and something That I wanted to be a little more Action packed to get me excited but that's Just me but you end up where he goes and Sees the body he does end up Okay it is him Uh But this is something more And we find out that when He goes and he, he ends up setting up a Safe house for Amalola and says Don't leave it just please Just follow this one rule that, that's mm-hmm. what, Go there you're in Big danger everything Just go there and stay but you end up having them go back to talk to Shiri. And you find out that this Jai, he is something that is from their past. And he ended up lying. And when he went undercover... They cover, go
1: inside the Get Smart Cone of Silence. Yes. Because it's a super secret.
0: I like that, too. Basically, he says, Jai, he died. Well, he died before. No, he didn't. This really shows in my mind of these secrets that...
1: Right. This is deep, deep secret.
0: That's huge. And so... With that, you know, the explanation of I have these sleeper cells, I have these things, I got to make sure you're a dictator. No, not really. Like, you know, you get, get a it's showing
1: He doesn't really trust the new government of Wakanda to really exactly. take over the important stuff. He yeah. wants to have this fail-safe program in the background. He has these 10 agents, secret agents hidden all over the world, and if he tells them to, you know, start, you know... Killing people and breaking things That's what they're going to do
0: Yeah and he says Oh like the famed death of 10 <laughs> Like it really throws her off This doesn't you know It's something that surprised her I think even the fact that Surprised her that he never told her this Like you couldn't even trust me type of deal You know you got to watch out what you're doing um, But they kind of He's trying to justify it. It's kind of like the Avengers You know it's this thing going on Really the Avengers You think that that's what it's like And I like this. I like seeing Shuri. I like this, you know, back and forth. It also shows if you aren't aware that she's pretty tough. She'll tell T'Challa that he is, you know, nonsense. She won't hold back from that. Um, But, you know, the idea, he says, I need you to help me buy enough time to save lives and fix what's gone wrong. And Shuri says, brother, fixing lies usually begins with telling the truth. And you are not telling anybody right. the full story He here wants her the-
1: to kind of cover up this thing in Santiago and also to try to figure out who might be going after his agents.
0: And so all that's going down. And again, even the visual here is, you know, T'Challa then sits on the throne. And, like, he does come off. I get the idea where he comes off as, you know, a little bit over the top, whatever. But I don't think the evilness, because it's T'Challa oh. and he's used to being a king and he's used to doing things. And having these things set up, it's just that you're seeing that he has a lot more that we wouldn't have realized and not even sure he even knew. But right. he ends up talking to, again, Cap at the end uh, about him. Like, <laughs> he's, got
1: a, he's got a Zoom call. He must have low bandwidth or something. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. I mean, I thought nah, Wakanda would be better than this. I think it's one of those where he hits that, you know, app that's okay. Let's get, if I don't want to talk, I hit that and pretends, oh, I, I can't hear you. Steve, but the big <laughs> thing is around, funny yeah. here because Steve is like a roller coaster ride of emotions here. <laughs> because at the beginning he was so happy to hear that Tchalla, because he said you have to focus with us if you're the leader, the chairman. We need you here. You have to be with us. You have sure, to be the guy. In. Yeah. And uh, at the end, he, hey, uh, by the way, I quit.
1: <laughs> About forty five minutes later.
0: Yeah, I quit. And yeah. he's like, what? Like, you or, just told wait, me you were all temporary, in, right?
1: Temporary leave of absence as the chairperson. So it's not like he's writing, you know, I resign on a piece of paper like he's in Death Note. Not quite the same.
0: I love how Steve says, though, because you end up, he already says, hey, listen, I'm going to temporary. And he goes, wait a minute. Did did you just say you quit? And he goes, no, <laughs> no, not quit. I think this is like a maybe for an evite He ain't showing up. He's quitting. This is, you know, Lou hollywood going on hiatus. That is done. And and when he gets he sleeps a lot, that guy. You end up where, yeah, temporary deal, didn't we just have this discussion? It's like, this is weird. Like why are why what happened? And you end up having Black Panther say circumstances change. Uh they often do. And with that, you know, hey you're a king, let's go, all this going back and forth with them. And then I love the end. Roger's out. <laughs> he just, I want him to like <laughs> drop a mic or something. Somehow. <laughs> so Is this how the key kids do it nowadays. that's <laughs> that. Uh, but then we go then to Moscow and again, you get this real sense of this worldwide deal too, as we're all over the place in this. Um, and you see a figure, a hooded figure, shadowing. Right. Deal. You see
1: two figures, kind of a lady figure following a guy figure. And the guy grabs a lady and slams her face right <laughs> against the fricking wall. Ow. It's Black Panther, who he's called omalola, who was not at she the didn't safe listen. house. I don't think no. the safe house was in Moscow. I think it was somewhere far away from Moscow. Like
0: she, it's not like she says, I got bored and walked down the street. Right. She's in but different countries. This, this
1: is setting up our, our new team for this yeah. book, right? Yeah. It's going to be, she wants to help out finding these other agents. And so she figured he'd come here first. The one who'd been in the field the longest. We don't know who that is, but apparently whoever it is is in Moscow. So he just, she just kind of wandered there. Now you'd think she could have called him, could have done something yeah. rather than just following Black Panther. Surreptitiously as he comes out of the airport Not a not a smart thing No, not not a smart thing We got one more little action scene out of it And now they're together And she says, T'Challa, are you ready for what comes next? And we get a little little collage of some things That I guess are going to come up in the next couple issues That's what it looks like We see them visiting Storm And we see some other X-Men in the background So I don't know if that's on Krakoa or on Mars We see T'Challa facing off against Steve Rogers Like they're going to start punching and clawing each Very other Very Civil War-esque Look. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely! And then finally, we see the two of them dressed up in their their fighting outfits, facing off against—I'm well, going to say—the Dora Malaje, Mil- the uh, the Lady Warriors, the yeah.
0: Lady Warriors of Wakanda. So even the idea that they're going to be going against Wakanda itself with what they're going yeah, on—it
1: it really kind of comes full circle from the beginning. So we saw first he's fully ensconced within the Avengers. We see he's more or less at home in Wakanda. And now the flash forward says that's all being stripped away.
0: So that is pretty cool. And again, the the big story at this point is who is targeting, you know, these sleeper agents, go save them, all that going mm-hmm. on, where they're going to do that. But then obviously when you it's weird because that ending is so big, X-Men, Civil War, Facebook, you kind of lose track of, oh, yeah, they're going to get these sleeper. You know, like that's kind of smaller than what you're seeing there. And I don't know if that was a great play. Dab at the end, but it's exciting.
1: Now, do you think? Do you think those stone creatures that they're fighting at the beginning are they done or are they going to? It's come funny back?
0: because I was going to ask you at the beginning because what I thought the play was here is that you didn't care about who they were fighting. You really wanted that interaction with the team and especially the idea of Steve and T'Challa. And then at the end, they say, ooh, it went in the portal, but they might be back. <laughs> and I thought right. that that was like a wink-wink joke, but they might be. I mean, that might be connected. They
1: specifically spend some time saying, hey, Doctor Strange, take a chunk of one of their claws and go go investigate it, do your forensic stuff on it. So it seems like that might come back. I'm sure
0: it will come back. The thing that I liked about it, though, again, was they were like almost like faceless creatures, so you didn't have to worry about them. And again, you could be... You know, you're John Ridley. You're coming over here pretty much what we think is the first Marvel book, as far as we can tell. You might want to go like, okay, maybe I'll have the Avengers fighting like some real big famous set, but you don't want that because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to bury the lead in here. You want to have this whole deal of them. That
1: wasn't the purpose of that. Yeah,
0: the purpose was to show the respect between Cap. And T'Challa, the idea that he's running the Avengers. So again, they, they respect him, but then by the end, even showing that they're going to come to blows head to head against it. So I thought that it was well played. And I will admit that my score went up a little as we talked about it. Uh, I still think that it's not, I mean, it's not my book of the week because I, I like action in the first deal. And, I, and this was a little more set up. But I think you had more to set up You had the mm-hmm. whole thing of what you're coming out of And I do think that John Ridley Didn't want to just go and say Okay, intergalactic right? Like I think that he wanted to honor Tennessee Coates' longer run and stuff And then go forward with his I thought it did a good job Sets up some new characters Like you said, this team up With a girl that I didn't know before here Nobody would have And I kind of like her I like that she leaves the safe house Because it shows you First off, she can't follow rules, but number, but she's also tough and she wants to save people because her lover ended up having to blow himself up. I I like all the motivations here and stuff like that. And I do like seeing that T'Challa that's not fully liking having other people in control and he's kind of having problems letting go. But he's also, you know, got his things that obviously by the end will end up being good things for the most part, maybe. But what did you think?
1: Yeah, I, again that, that art thing we talked about where the, the panels don't really give it the room to, to have the, the feeling we want. No it's not that it's bad art, but it's just it's cramped.
0: It doesn't give Juan Cabal enough space to really get some, you know, cool things going on in a first issue especially, which I do agree.
1: But I'm I'm curious enough to want to know what's happening, right? It's not like some books you go, yeah, I don't I don't care what happens next. In this book I I, I want to know who's targeting these agents. So I guess I'm at a I'm at a 7.5.
0: Yeah, I here's the thing. I was between like a 7 7.5, but I'm right with you then. 7.5 and I, I'm exci- it that's the thing. Some people and this is where I start, you know, running scared. The idea of 75 is not a bad score. This is the idea of coming into a first issue. that is we will continue uh, with it and hope that some of these little things that kind of got to us end up changing, end up going for the better. But it's definitely something that if you're, you know, hey, I I wonder how that is. Definitely get it. Check it out. mm -hmm. At least every first issue. I I think the story
1: story. is, is really good. I think the structuring of it as a comic is not. This is not his 500th comic book, John Ridley. Clearly, yeah, he's kind of still learning the form,
0: learning on the job, but is good enough to learn on the job that it is worth checking out. So that that's a, That's a big deal. But we're going to move to the next book. Woo-wee. This is not going to be my book of the week. Uh, it's Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, number one. I'm going to lean on you. Who's oh, writing good.
1: it? <laughs> Who's writing it, Jason? Oh, oh, I looked up her name. She is from the Netherlands, and I'm scrolling, and uh, there it is. Uh, she is. Uh, Marike Nijkamp. Okay.
0: And uh, obviously, I would have said Marike Nijkamp,
1: right? <laughs> it's kind of cool. She, she has a link on her webpage of her saying her own name out loud, which which is nice. I appreciate And that, that. is nice that
0: she realizes that She it's... knows that
1: she's from the Netherlands. She's writing people in America. They won't know how to say this. Oh, sure.
0: The funniest thing with all that, do you have any connection in the Netherlands? Yeah, yeah but... I have not really. a lot of relatives in the really? Netherlands. Okay. I' have never met them. I don't even know their names. I, I mean, like first names <laughs> are. I have just been told that my mom's side that is from England, a bunch you know at some point, mm-hmm. a bunch of them of the Netherlands. Okay. I mean, this is sent you know generations ago, but there is that other side of the family that is all based in the Netherlands and no, never been there, never know what they are, but it just makes me laugh. And I'm like, yeah, that's a weird connection. But.
1: Yeah, so she's from the Netherlands. She has written some comics. She wrote a Goosebump series. She wrote. The Oracle Code Young Adult Graphic Novel for DC about, you know, Oracle. Young, young
0: Oracle. Yes, I I believe so. And I think that that was a big hit, actually. I think a lot of those young adult things, and that's
1: kind of the thing. She writes a lot about disability issues, and she writes about, like, identity-type issues, which, again, the young adult, that's where a lot of that goes. So you go into
0: this, and the only—I read a little Young Avengers, and I read some of the Kelly Thompson Kate Bishop stuff. And that's it. Kelly Thompson likes Kate Bishop and uses her in a bunch of things, West Coast Avengers, all these things going on with her. And Land when shark. I went into this, yeah, and when yeah. I mean Jeff, he's he's a big hit though in that Infinity Comics. You end up where I went into this and I'll give you the rest of the credits and a little backup deal, but I I there's things that I don't like, and there's things that I I often think of are the triggers or the tells of somebody saying Hey, look at me! I'm writing for the youngins, and and it's it's cell phones, and it is texting, and
1: I I'm having trouble determining when a book is just very much aggressively not written for me, (laughs) and when it's a bad comic book. So I'm I don't know how to pull that apart, but it it's some some combination of that is going on in this book.
0: Uh, It drives me nuts, and and I said this now. This isn't new. This is where, and I'll go back to Burnside Backrow at DC. Where you ended up having this Burnside team come in and they're going to get, Oh my God, look at, you know, Oracle. Look at, you know, back girl. She's there on the cell phones, whatever. And I get it. I get that deal. But the big thing was, Oh man, it's so awesome because this is, just, we're writing to just the kids so they could say, I'm just like them. I'm just, no, you're not. You're not Kate Bishop. You're not. And it drives me nuts. I understand that people use, I hate it as a device. In the deal, and it's funny, a device has a device, but in this it doesn't really work for me. And, and you get this. I'm not getting much from these messages. It's just like, Oh, look, it's getting a, a message from America. Get, I'm like, I don't need that. And it really throws me off, but that's not the big problem. That just gets me because it's on the first page, but it's also pencils by Anid Balam, uh, inks by Orin Jr. and or Hunyer. I think it's junior. I don't know. Well, colors Genia. by written up here and letters by both joke Joe Caramon. I'm just cracking myself up. Uh, Kate Bishop, private investigator, dog lover, former young and West Coast Avenger, best Hawkeye. You know, that would be for debate, but I love her. I, I really do like Kate Bishop as a character. And I'm, I, you, I, you know, hearing and me talking to you. I don't watch a lot of TV. I think I will watch the Hawkeye deal okay. because of her, but for all, uh, because. Just as an aside Not a big Jeremy Renner fan he I don't know why He weirds me out For no reason at all Uh For all investigatory And our Arrow related needs Please reach out to Hawkeye Kate Bishop So you start out You're in Venice Beach She is in California You want to set up the idea Because this book is all about her Going back to <sighs> NYC uh-huh. right and i got nothing from this beginning scene except anger tell me <laughs> what
1: are these thugs trying I to don't do know. at least tell me what, what are they are doing? doing they are and super generic they're five dudes in color-coded ski masks they're in homebird hq and which, which mentioned, again is yeah. that
0: a joke because <laughs> she says I, it like I it's, guess. it's a setup you're almost getting a punchline
1: to a joke that was never a joke. She mentions she heard there's a threat to the free clinic next door. I don't know what five dudes in the ski masks are going to do to attack a free clinic. I don't know if they should steal the drugs. I don't know. Where's the progression of this? Because she talks
0: and, and what you end up having Marike do in this is almost give you a lot of wink-winks. I know what happened before without giving the idea of what happened before. And,
1: now, I and- want to compare this opening scene to what we just talked about in Black Panther, right? In both cases, we're starting a new series with a solo character, and we want to set up their starting status quo. And in Black Panther, it really worked. We saw a fight scene with him and his, his Avenger pals, and it was an interesting enough fight scene, and it made sense, and the the chemistry worked. Over here, we we're supposed to take away from this that Kate's a badass
0: yeah Kate's a Badass and that she knows When there's danger and she's Willing to help I'll even go Further than that let's go back And if you have read Like not unfortunately but we Talk about Hulk number one again On the spotlight that sets up A beginning that's confusing You know because it's confusing Mm -hmm. On purpose and then you even Have the deal where Spider-Man Pulls us out like anybody else Lost here and it's a joke but by The time you get done then it all all makes sense it's that but we're never coming back to the scene no and again let's go with the idea of generic you know villains we had that beginning scene in the black panther we just talked about the avengers fighting these faceless kind of rock demon deal they throw them into a portal and at least you end up having john ridley set up that it might be something that's important might Mm -hmm. be even if it isn't you you're serving a purpose but at least he's not saying hey everybody by the way that that scene was nonsense and you this scene is nonsense Th- yeah. there there's nothing to it and and really through the whole thing the big part of that is and really worries me that this is the first scene where we don't know what these guys are doing you have to at least have her show up and say some quip of like,
1: really guys? Make it be a bank robbery. Nothing wrong with good old fashioned bank robbery. Yeah.
0: And it almost feels like the setup here was gonna be at the end where you get, oh, I'm just gonna stop this little thing. Oh my God, the sets up oh this is bigger than I thought that nothing. Nothing. And even the idea of her, you know, getting the text. So, oh my God, yeah, America, Cassie. If you don't know this character, if you end up, hey, I don't read comics, but I think I, I like the idea. Look at that Kate Bishop in the TV show. I'm going to go in here. You're, you're going to think it's it's like really a bad idea of this being a first comic because you're going to think all comics are just too confusing for you. And you are not going to get involved because this scene is it's just bad. And what
1: we learned is Kate is snarky. She's a badass and she's vicious. She shoots arrows. You see, going to a guy's knee, into a guy's hand, to a shoulder. She uses some trick arrows, right? You see a net happen. You see kind of a goopy arrow happen. Oh, and these guys, these guys have explosives. They're going to use bombs to break into the freak clinic uh, who knows why because she want she wanted there to be an explosion so she gave him a bomb is what it looks like
0: she's fighting and they're like hey we almost got this and she's like hey detective Rivera's cleanup crew should be here soon enough as she shoots a net arrow on her. Like, mm-hmm. and i want these guys to just stop and say the hell are you talking about like i don't even know and this narration even is just over the top and the thing that gets me here is that you said she's vicious She ends up stopping these guys I get it generic bad guys Bad guys but we don't know enough If this is one of those things like set up Really how ba- because she then Just walks away like she's <laughs> Serial <laughs> killer know. Texting and stuff but even at the one Point she starts yelling at this one Guy and says hey, you know, first off, I'm here, you're rude, and second of all, I'm Hawkeye, the type of person who will always stop petty, evil plans like yours. Okay, what is that? Have you considered a better hobby? Knitting, stamp collecting, baking, sourdough bread? And I'm like, this this book isn't for me. <laughs> and we're only a couple pages in. We aren't even getting the story yet. And I'm already being told that this is that great. That this, you, you know what I ended up doing then? It's so good. I ended up looking right at that line, I, is this a mini-series? <laughs> is this five issues? It really is not playing off as, yeah, really, for this spot we We'll probably keep talking about yeah, it. But yeah, the idea, most of the time, you know, the podcast, we try to be a little more positive. But, you know, this is just not good. It's a not good. Book, yeah. Yeah, uh, Throw because, me a line. Yeah, have these texts and stuff and going. And then the, the big idea, too, at one point, through the texts and the messages, I legitimately thought that she decided to stay in California. Just this back and forth. And then she's going to go road trip. Hey, I got an investigation to do. That's not even set up well. And again, you end up having Marie This She wants to. She's more trying, I think, to convince longtime Hawkeye fans that she knows characters and stuff. Because you do get them thrown in there without much context into the deal. The problem is just, you know, shout out here. There hasn't been many Hawkeye Kate Bishop books that have sold incredibly. You have to make people realize why they want to read this book, not just go, Oh, I'm leaving this to Ramon and John. I Johnny. noticed
1: there's, there's no legacy number on this, which is kind of interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you have this deal where you get, and it, even then you get Pizza Dog, huge thing. I right? have that. And, and she has to mention, I'm not going to share pizza with them. I'm like, no. I don't need that. I need a, a coherent story because she gets on a plane. She gets an invitation to
1: something where you can barely tell what it is. Right. It's hotel. Uh, uh, yeah. Chapeau. Chapeau. Chapeau, which kind of translates as capital or okay, best. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: so she ends up where she says, well, and even tells in these texts and stuff. I'm going to come to New York. I'm going to go the long way around. I'm going to do some work on the way. It's almost like a, a working trip type mm-hmm. deal. This would be like me and you. We want to go sure, And it'd be a cool deal. I mentioned this. Me and you start a podcast, right? That we are right. going to go from you, you meet me here. We'll meet in Philadelphia. Maybe we'll meet in New York and then we'll have a road trip across while we doordash dash to pay for our trip across the nation and we're in, right? And then it's a, but that's like, I don't get everything that she's saying. And you're really, only setting up the idea that as she's leaving, why she got there. Hey, I, I came to New or came from New York to the West Coast. Not even that well played out. You get the idea
1: out. that she wants to go back to New York, but she's kind of hesitant about it. So she's kind of taking this as an excuse to not go to New York quite yet. Which, that's, that's fine enough.
0: It is. And she says that she went to New York. It, it, it's funny, too, because it reminds me of that weird section of the Harley Quinn deal. When you had Sam Humphreys over at DC doing Harley Quinn And Harley needed to get away from Gotham and the the, So she went to the West Coast And it's the same deal where Kate says I kind of got here to kind of get myself together And and change a little whatnot And then it's weird to go back then To go back Mm -hmm. after that But she wants to go back But I didn't even, like that's the thing I, I don't even know except for the idea They just want her to go back to New York City There wasn't that much of a push Of like okay I get it you know this deal She's kind of hesitant Yes But she gets this Invitation to Shapote And okay I'll do a working deal As she goes off But even then Like I said Nothing It's set up that That is missing In this book You didn't have an idea of Why these guys were bad Or what they were doing At the beginning You go off to this What she says I got an invitation It seems like a trap It must be a trap It must be a trap But we don't really get What this even means or Or is As she goes off With Pizza Dog in the plane there, going off to go to Mm -hmm. Resort
1: Chateau, And she goes in. Right there in the Hamptons, which is like far eastern Long Island. So... Not too far than New no, York. No,
0: didn't you get the idea that like she was going to be in Iowa?
1: Right, it should be like somewhere in between Kansas. It's not on the way to get, to get to the Hamptons. You have to land probably in New York. Yeah, in New York. Maybe New York. And know. if people don't know, it's the fancy area. That's where the rich and right. famous it go is, to think, hang uh, out. Great Gatsby.
0: With that, she goes. It's a fancier place, right? She has her purple sweatshirt. Like she's always got her color-coded stuff going in there. She goes. She obviously doesn't fit in to what it is but right. again we
1: see a, a pretty decent cutaway of the whole resort I'm not sure the layout really makes that much sense no. there's some rooms that are huge
0: well, it you looks like a, there's two rooms here and, yeah. and a guy
1: laying in a bed. Right. That, yeah, that one room is like a third of the whole thing. This is set up to be a clue board.
0: You know, right. you want to say that guy is, you know, Professor Plum. Tennis and,
1: court, where that's either a really small tennis court or those people are all like NBA players.
0: Yes. Yeah, they it's, may be.
1: It's the Dikembe Mutombo family reunion. It playing is. Tennis.
0: There they are playing tennis and you'd afford that. And so you go in, but even then, like, there's weird things like you can go with cliches and tropes a lot of times with this stuff where she goes in and like, you know, hey, uh, should I get your bags? And it, Like there's none of that. She just walks in and then says, I mean, even that when she gets to the Hamptons and seriously, she goes from L.A. to the Hamptons and says. Yes, we're not in L.A. anymore. Now, you're kind of about as equal deal. <laughs> this is like right. what L.A. would be in New York exactly. you know, State. Yeah. That threw me off. This would be like in the subway, New York City. We're not in L.A. anymore seeing some
1: fat guy eating a pot dog, right? She, she lists these three things. Off the grid to protect the rich and powerful. That could be L.A. Okay, yes, Upscale yeah. Upscale enough to have jewel heists and then some. Could be L.A. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. behaving weirdly. Very much L.A. Very L.A. So –
0: yeah, I, I mean, th- you're you're again, I don't want to center on all these nonsense the
1: from the Netherlands. So maybe maybe get cut her some slack for geography. What
0: you're doing is going from L.A. and you get those tropes and cliches to a very, you know, gated up old slice of its own life here that a lot of these people probably have houses and stuff in L.A. It, it just to me, it's it keeps throwing me off. As this goes, but everything is too pushed forward to the point where things there's just no set up. Right. A, a thing
1: happens and a thing happens and like three hap- things happen on one page. Yeah. And then we go a couple page with nothing happens. Yeah. So she gets to this hotel. The dog runs off for no apparent the pizza reason. pizza dog runs off. Pizza no dog reason. runs off. Yep. Uh, runs into this lady in a fancy pink dress. Turns out to be Hawkeye's big sister Susan.
0: Yeah, and it, you end up having Pizza Dog run off after a ball.
1: But we don't we don't see the you ball don't see bouncing.
0: It. Right? No, the ball it just goes looks, looks past sitting him there. And he
1: chases it. That you know that's a, that makes sense.
0: There's just there's a ball there, and then there's this lady there, and she just goes, "Oh, uh, how how are you doing, little sis? Oh man, I don't like you." And and you get this really.
1: I mean, surface level deal of like,
0: oh, you don't like what I do and you and dad and, and you we get And some this. Using
1: confusing scene. flashback panels yeah. that they're not really set off <laughs> to let you know they're flashback panels no? until you've gone a couple pages and you realize, oh, wait, there, there's flashbacks. Exactly. There.
0: Yeah. And and just the idea of, you look ridiculous as the Hawkeye. What? You go to town. You get out of here. They don't,
1: and I th- they don't get along. <laughs> She's estranged from her family. They take. Three pages to do what one panel could have done.
0: Yeah, one panel. Also I have to say that Kate ends up flipping out and knocking over things <laughs> up the you know of the awning. I'm like, Why are you doing that? Why are you wrecking pictures and stuff? Again, I at the end of this, I don't like Kate in this. I like Kate as a character. This didn't give me any of what I like about her or even any of the, the charm of a book like this, and because she just Everything just happens, like you said, because she's talking to her sister who needs her for this thing. I didn't really dupe you. I duped you to get here. Hey, I need you to do a case. I, I'll, I, I'll pay you. You know, don't give me the sister rate. I'll pay you. And then, no, 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 you're my sister. You don't have to pay. I'm like, we're wasting a lot of time with chit chat to then just have two randos come over. And, you know, start to almost like yeah,
1: distraction. to yeah, these people, are they security? They're dressed in red suits with bow ties and they say, hey, you're, you're, they act like you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah. And then her sister slaps this weird grace line. Oh my God. And then they go, they go, okay. Yeah.
0: Now with that, fine. they
1: come over and you're getting this
0: idea of this weird, you know, I, I, Stepford wives type thing here or something, mind control, whatever. They, she ends up, and the sister, again, in a rambling, meandering way of like, I don't know what happened. I came, I, I divorced oh, from yeah, my, we, separated we from my husband, and then I went on a little bit of a breather. I can't remember what happened, and then I woke up and there
1: was some I burnt clothes. Right, this, this <laughs> plan. So her sister Susan went to this resort, <laughs> got beat up and burned, <laughs> got her stuff stolen, so she decides what to do is – Including well, gonna, her signet
0: ring that she's right. like, that's the – that shit, right. like, wow. So what I, Susan
1: decides she's going to do is she's going to go back there. Why does she go back there? I mean, for me, I'm giving a half-star Yelp review, and I'm calling the police, and I'm moving on with my or, life. Or
0: if you think that this is something the police can't handle and maybe want to get
1: your sister involved, you don't go back. Right. Oh, meet. Meet me here in this place where we're surrounded by the Also, the
0: setup. Did you get any inkling that if the sister called Kate, that Kate would hang up? I get the idea that Kate always thought the sister was the jerk, not accepting her. If the sister called up Kate and said, I'm in big trouble, I, mean, I need help, she'd be right there. But yet you have this ruse to get her to this place. And also, in this day and age, if you're going to go, oh, I'm texting all the time, whatever – you have this setup where guys are going around. This isn't the ride at Coney Island where you get a wristband. This is probably something that is technologically deal where they they look. She just slaps a phony one, she says. I put a phony brace." Like, What is the setup of this? We've
1: got so much stuff happening. We don't even know about these bracelets. We don't know. know what the bracelets have to do. Also, I'm not a fancy guy.
0: When she says they stole my signet ring, I'm like, I don't know what you're even talking about. But obviously that seems like it's going to be something bigger than what it seems. I, I don't know. Then there's a juggler. He's juggling around. Oh, everybody's is this the being.
1: carnival
0: of crime? Is I don't know. <laughs> it's so bad. And then, the, and the, oh, my God, let's go here. Hey, you can't trust people. Oh, my God, I'm here. Oh, they stole my signet ring. We're going to have to find out. And then you have Kate. She's about to punch people. They see this bracelet right? and they go, and okay, then you're a good.
1: there's And then there's a kid missing. You've got a new plot twist. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. Yeah, and that I love the idea too. It's like, ah, oh my god, my, my kid, they're
1: gone, but their their coat it's, it's it's levitating in front of this it's not it is not draped over the fence. Yeah, it looks no. like color forms. It looks like somebody through the, the
0: Don't worry about your kid gone. You got a ooh. ghost kid. It's a ghost. Get out of town. <laughs> like what is going on here? Or is that like oh there's things – but what what is going on? What's going on in this book? This where, is a book, where, where is
1: it? where is that? What's the <laughs> geography? Ghost name? Kid. Oh my god! Oh
0: Jesus, so This book's
1: haunting uh, me, indeed. Okay, so the kid's missing. Kate jumps up, grabs the, the haunted jacket. Right? She pulls yeah. out her. She's here undercover, right? She's here secretly yes. to help she her sister. She is here
0: because they almost look like they were going to slice and dice her and, and kick her out. She
1: Pulls out her ID, hey, shows it to the cameras and everybody, and says. Kate Bishop, PI, I'm on the case. <laughs> what case? Yeah, what case? There's no case. No, no one says, Hey, the kid's missing. Somebody call the cops. Nobody says You've that. You've already set up the idea that weird stuff goes down here. I mean, we're in the Hamptons, but we're not in Iceland. And, and, and the deal is the
0: sister the had to, to save her butt by saying, Oh, no, no, here. Okay. Oh, you're supposed to be here. Okay. Go. And then you blow your cover. With, they're not going to react. We already saw a reaction of what they do with just people. And she says, I'm on the case. I want them to say there ain't no case to the face and throw her right over that deal with the ghost jacket. It's ridiculous because then you get where you have the, the all seeing was looking at the, the screens and like, wait a minute. The kind of cliche. Um,
1: okay. Very cliche. <laughs> last page. villain Semi reveal. Yeah. So we see the security cameras. With Kate on all of them, we see a hand, only the hand of the villain, pointing at these kind of gesturing. And we see on her wrist, this is kind of interesting, she has a bracelet on her wrist, and on this bracelet, there's a bunch of rings. Presumably, of rings. one of these must be the sister's signature ring. ring. Now,
0: right. is, <laughs> this is the thing, though, is, like, I'm thinking, okay, it looks like somebody being in control of this whole thing. They set up a setup, and what is this, the ringmaster? I mean, you end up where, is it going to be one of those weird things of, rings that have I'm going with the idea. They have certain auras and I
1: and uh, I bet she is the ringmaster. Yeah, mm, that's I what it looks that's like. It.
0: That's what it seems like and they're going to have to explain why I care that this right. woman it looks like so has got a bunch of rings. So we've got a these, bunch these
1: jugglers. The only circus thing we've seen is a juggler. Juggler. Nothing yes. else circusy going on. But she but we hear we don't know who's saying this off-screen. Do you want to continue with the experiment? And then the lady says, Proceed as planned. Welcome to the circus, Hawkeye. That's what the ringmaster says. I've, I've decided she is the
0: ringmaster. Yeah, the ringmaster. We, we end up getting, you what know, a Truman Show. Uh, an expe- what's the experiment? And and what's going on with the And so... <sighs> With all this, I just, I love Ghost Kid, though. But here's the thing. I'm just, I know that it would I'm be a thing. I'm glad you noticed thing. that,
1: too. I thought maybe
0: I was being picked. No, it's Ghost no, Kid. Okay. So, you end up having the set, this is the Hamptons. People are going there. It's a very fancy place. I'm telling you, this Carney juggler walking around. Like, nobody would go for that. Like the guy doesn't even look on right. the up and up. He's he looks not shady. Like
1: classy circus. No, over. he's just exactly shady. That, I mean,
0: play up the deal of where you are here. Even the idea at one point they go past pretty much what I would think is kind of a lower. Like you're not making it fancy enough. That that jungle gym type. These things. Oh, it's yeah. Weird. It's very odd how this is played. Also I love the idea that we see the grounds and when you end up having ghost kid, you have people just coming out of nowhere with golf clubs. <laughs> Where were they? <laughs> what what is there? A pitch and putt here. Oh my goodness, it's not good. Okay. It's not good. It is not good. Uh I, the I art is was okay. Me. But the art to me yeah. doesn't even serve a purpose except having people there to spout off dialogue and there's nothing here where i'm like oh that's a clever bit of play with the art or that mm-hmm. serves a purpose with the story itself it's just a lot but, of yeah, word the flashbacks bubbles.
1: aren't well set off in the art the the, 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 the faces i, I kind of like the expressions the expressions yeah, I, are a little exaggerated but in an okay cartoony kind of way i get the characters from there the dog looks good yeah yeah the dog looks good
0: i once you get to that you know, club chapatelle, like everything looks very generic, almost like they're like toys set up. But even so, even with all that, you know, that's not the problem here. The problem is that there's no setup. You ended up having Marike trying to maybe give a, you know, hey, look at me. I know the characters that Kata dealt with. You have those things, but nothing really gives you character work or progresses the story at all, except I'm going to New York. Then, seemingly, I'm going to go the long way around, but goes to New York, just a little different section of New York, not New York City, and then has the most crazy setup with the sisters, signet ring, burning deal. I ended up breaking up with my husband. All this stuff just thrown at you for Kate at the end. I'm on the No no focus. Zero focus. focus. Yeah, no focus at all. If you
1: asked somebody, okay, what is the plot of this issue, tell me in a couple sentences nonsense is what i said yeah got, no got and
0: so you know obviously you have to give it more than one issue so you need that focus and i think that's the most important thing the next day and maybe that's it you have i'm on the case if this turns out to be
1: intriguing i think that's what my where my hope lies is that the ring mistress is we'll going see. to be a great villain yeah we'll
0: see but you know I don't know. What would you give us in the here and now? Uh, four. Yeah, I'm going to 4.5. I'm more, <laughs> more positive, but still. <laughs> Mr. Positivity. Hey, yeah, look at me. Uh, but a first issue like this, you got to be better I'm, than this. I'm struggling to find
1: positives here. Yeah, yeah
0: you've you got to be a lot better. But we'll go on to the next book. And next up is Thor, number 19, God of Hammers, part one of five. And... I saw you mentioning the Slack as well, and we said this earlier. The idea that if you were wondering about Thor and wanting to get into this book, this is a good jumping-on point. You end up having the big story. A lot has led to this, but you don't really need to know that. I mean, all you need to know is that Mjolnir is stolen. I mean, that's really, and it has Mm -hmm. been worth. It's Mm -hmm. been wonky. Uh, Thor is king,
1: Mjolnir stolen, and we're all good to go
0: Boom, and it's written by Donnie Cates, art by Nick Klein, colors by Matt Wilson, letters and designer, Joe VCs Joe Sabino I keep having problems with his name Thor is the god of thunder and all-father of Asgard of late He has had trouble with his hammer, Mjolnir, sometimes it is too heavy for him to lift And other times people are able to lift it, despite the fact that no one but Thor should be able to Deciding Mjolnir's disobedience, in quotes, must be because he is now Asgard's king and no longer its warrior. Thor left the unruly hammer within Avengers Mountains so that he could focus on being a better king. But now the Avengers report that Mjolnir has been stolen. Thor has tasked his master of Spice Frog, the Frog of Thunder, with tracking the hammer down. And in this, because this is that part one of this big story, you're going to get a lot of pages of what exactly Mjolnir is and how it got Mm -hmm. to this point. If you have been reading, it looks great. Um, it does. And it spells yeah. things out. It leads so off with cool. a
1: history lesson and kind of sets up some of the themes we're going to come back because this is very much about what Mjolnir is and what it means. So we see Mjolnir being forged, we you know by by Odin there and in the forges of. I'm just going to say the realm of the dwarves. Yep. Yeah. We'll yeah, just to go with that.
0: that. Yes. <laughs> and we
1: we see how uh, right how it got thrown into the sun to defeat uh, Magog and how it came back and now. It's missing.
0: And even just a shout out there, you get the Jane Foster deal fighting Magog. So you end up when it comes back. So you get a little history of, like you said, what will be some of the themes and things like that. Again, you don't need to have read all the issues if you're just interested in this as far as, you know, I can tell so far. You just, again, you know, Mjolnir is gone and Thor is pretty pissed off about that. Um, And goes to Lady Sip to talk about, and he is acting a little over the top here. He is, but again, Molnir got stolen on his watch, and it wasn't Mm -hmm. even working well with him, so you end up having him pretty on edge, and... You know, Sif's there trying to talk a little bit of sense to him, trying right. to figure she's, out what's
1: going on. She's the guardian of the Rainbow Bridge now. Heimdall died shortly after the War of the Realms, and it was actually Bullseye who killed him, which is kind of crazy. But so so she takes over his job. She's Sif the Allseeing. She's in charge of the Rainbow Bridge. So Thor needs, wants to know where his, his hammer is, so asks her, and she can't even see it. So it's hidden even from the Allseer. Even from the Allseer. And he even gets to the point. It really feels
0: like, you know, you have one job, you can't do it. What's going on? And then starts to, you know, say, listen, and we had this set up before, but again, he spells it out. There's this big book, you know, the kings, they get to read it. And I was reading it and there's a prophecy in it and there's going to be this deal of God of hammers. And the book says this being will kill the golden king of Asgard. Now, in the meantime, you did end up even having a look where. He was having bad dreams about Thanos, who looked like he had, like, the Infinity Molnir. Like, all these things going on in this that are pretty cool. But, yeah, there's a prophecy. He's worried about this. But he's also worried about some bad guy right now could have Molnir. I got to figure this out. I'm going to go tug in. Sip can't, you know, doesn't end up being able to help him. And even when she starts to try to talk some sense and things like that, I mean, he really gets to the deal and, and disses her. Like, do you need me to relieve you of your sword? Like, if if you're going to do, like, I am i don't need your nonsense. I'm right. going off to find this she and whatnot. Molly. Yeah, and Urr. she does mention some things at one point. You get this idea, you know, Beta Ray Bill is back, all these things that probably will come up in a story like this. So you end up, well, then you go off because he's going to go talk to the old man. He's going to go talk to Odin. Every time Odin is found or whatnot in this, he's always doing something wacky. He's always, you know, hit, hit drunk, you know, fighting mm-hmm. in a bar, whatnot. Now, this is, this is crazy. And this is a awesome visual. Uh, it kind of looks a little like the nowhere deal, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. even in
1: the Guardians of the Galaxy movie and whatnot. But it's, it looks cool. It's a thing we've seen a thousand times before, though. It's a, a, a battle arena, right? Where there are people betting and they bring people in. Get, you know, we've seen it in, uh, Shang-Chi. It's, yeah. Bring, bring these two people together, make them fight, people bet on it. And in this fight, we have Odin fighting, I don't know what he is, doesn't matter, big, ugly yeah, guy no, with a giant doesn't sword.
0: Matter. I mean, this is, you know, like you said, this is Planet Hulk. This is all that. I just like the idea that they're on a giant celestial type hand that ends up having the arena and all of the people are sitting in the fingers. Like,
1: it's just, <laughs> it's a cool setup. It does look cool.
0: Yeah, but. Like you said, and through a lot of narration boxes to set it up We just end up having Odin fighting in this arena Uh, Mm -hmm. Ends up explaining that Angela kind of ditched him there After they had their meeting up a little bit ago But what cracks me up in this And we've seen this a bunch of times But a lot of times, again, going back to the DC deal It's Superman who needs to talk to Batman Who comes into Gotham Batman's in, in the middle of the craziest rogue fight And Superman comes boom, 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 and gets done so they can talk because Odin's fighting. Odin here is about to be chopped in half. Yeah. And, and Thor just comes and just stops this. The biggest sword you'll ever see this side of cloud sword in Final Fantasy just stops it, (laughs) grabs it and like, eh, I don't need you, throws them. And hey, Odin, I like the idea that these guys yelling to me, this is a default. There's no way that you could end up, I guess this, the bets here. Anything we don't know goes, the rules we don't I, I don't know, the rules. know but they're like oh man Lousy cheating gods I'm like oh, I think That this might be a redo or something But you end up where he needs Help Molnir all this stuff And he says like why are you here Your sister Angela yeah that Tracks all right let's go but yeah Molnir is gone He mm-hmm. doesn't know where it is it's stolen Sif can't see it all that goes and, and you know Odin would know that This is important and is gonna At least try to lend a hand at this point, as they go off, to go with the tracker. I mean, so, that's really all it
1: is, right? right? Well, they're going back to, again, I'm going to say the realm of the dwarves. Yes, Nidavellir, That place, right? And they're going there because Odin says that all all weapons that the dwarves make have Lojak built in.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And, right? and Lojak, just to make it... More impressive for what's going to end up happening With the dwarves in a couple pages Each little weapon I mean, it's like blood, sweat, and tears But literally, they put in their their soul Like, it, it, it is a little bit of fun soul. Go It, it the is weapon. funny, the idea okay. of a little bit of us Is in each weapon we make And you're like, oh, that's cool, you really do it No, no, I mean <laughs> it, a little bit of a And then there's not much, we're dwarves, please But you end up where They go to talk to these dwarves. And again, the visuals, I think, are are really good where they walk up and you see Odin like, oh, my God, what happened? Mm -hmm. You see the giant ravens outside and just the size of them with also a bunch of bodies laying around and dwarves like they are done. They're hurt, but they even say
1: it's a scene of carnage. They're too
0: late. With that, you do get that weird little deal, like a little hint. Because I'm not even sitting here like, oh, my God, who is it yet? Yeah, because I have no idea. But it's the idea, wait a minute, the Ravens themselves weren't really, like, ripped apart. It looks like they're still, like, they're right, on this the is, they This is like a, and,
1: a CSI crime scene yeah, investigation yeah, yeah. And scene where I thought it was there's, okay. no, there's no defensive wounds, right? You don't see that there's blood on their claws that they were fighting back. It just looks like somebody came up and just slaughtered And it happened an
0: in instant. This would be pretty much like Pompeii, where they end up where you see people like they just react right as they're getting killed as you dig mm-hmm. up the deals and stuff because they weren't aware. They were surprised the instant that they realized something had happened. They were dead. And it is a slaughter though. And then you end up having, you know, Thor and Odin go into where, you know, the, the kilns and all that and the, the stuff. Forge. And, and it's it's just on fire. Everything's knocked over everything's destroyed and they have killed all of the dwarves again setting up that idea you know these these guys they just do their deal and
1: all the dwarves like every dwarf everywhere or they just mean all of these dwarves it's not maybe it's just
0: a weapon maker but you know all of these are at least the ones that are here i don't know the mythos and the myth of this Mm -hmm. but i mean i think that they're just saying holy crap everybody's Dead. Right. I'm surprised you don't they're... have that one guy who's just barely holding on to give a little exposition. But yeah, they're they're
1: done. Nope. Uh, what were you going to say? And and we say they're not just killed; they were killed by a hammer, and the forge was smashed by a hammer. It must have been Mjolnir. Mjolnir, that, did that
0: you say there, and then it says he continued. Now, again, if you haven't been reading, even if you're reading it, uh, I do find Thoris the beginning. You know, you're getting a lot of exposition in the history lesson. Besides that, most of the book itself goes so quick and it does again here.
1: Super quick read. So quick.
0: And it still gets me though. I still like it. I see a lot of people that weren't digging this. Uh, not this issue, but Thor itself and the whole deal with Donnie Kitts on the book. I like it. Uh, I just hope that we kind of. Get some meat and not just Wow moments because he is big with that but I did Think that this was a good start to get me Like intrigued to see who it is And wonder what's going on But really at the end I just want Mjolnir To be able to be wielded by Thor And get back to the deal because It is almost a silly thing that they Keep doing it's always the hammer But then other books obviously you have To have Thor doing this So he's always doing his things with, so it, it Just throws me off a lot with this idea But I like that it's not just, oh, I'm unworthy.
1: There's somebody who stole it and Thor seems mm-hmm. responsible. So, I yeah, they don't I, I really like give it. us, we still don't have any clue as far as I can tell as of who this is.
0: Yeah. Nobody. I, I have no idea. So we'll have to, to see. I think this was more to ease us in, you know, get us on board with what Molnir is, get that history lesson stuff and then get that Thor and Odin are going in the big stakes. Oh my God. They killed the dwarves. Who would do that? All right. So we go forward, but what would you give it?
1: Uh, I give this a solid 8.
0: Yeah, I think I'll go 8 as well. I I, lo- I always like Nick Klein's art. I think it's really good. It's uh, certainly a high point here, yeah. Yeah, and the colors I really like as well as you go on with that. But yeah, give it a shot. If you haven't been reading Thor and you want to see, you know, what good it's place about. To jump on. It is a good place to jump on. Now, the next issue and the last of the nine is not exactly a jumping on point. But if you are just like, now eh, check some things out, you could easily catch up with the spider-man book with ben riley and things like that now this issue where you have on the cover craven i'm like all right let's see what's up with craven right you got to get through a lot to get the old craven first off and this felt like a little bit of a step back in my mind you're getting more of a personal look you know of ben and the stakes and what he thinks about it but Cody Ziegler coming on to write this, I, I don't know, not that I know Cody Ziegler, I know that he is part of the Disney Plus mm-hmm. She-Hulk thing and also does some Rick and Morty. But right. With that, I actually thought it'd be a little more funny, and maybe even, I I think I even thought at the end of Last Deal when I saw he was on it and looked up, I thought maybe it'd be a little too jokey. I don't think There's it is that. an
1: attempt at jokes. I don't think they mostly work.
0: Yeah, they're not real fun, and... Just overall, I'm, I'm, you're setting up more of this idea that the Beyond Corporation is bad. They don't have Ben's, you know, personal interest in mind fully. It's just that he's Spider-Man brand going on with that stuff. But overall, I, I just, I, I was kind of bored with this. And I didn't think that this is the point where, you know, we should be bored with the idea of Ben right. and the Beyond Corporation, but it is Amazing Spider-Man number 79, written by Cody Ziegler, Michael Dowling on art. Jesus Overtaub on colors, and V.C.'s Joe Caramagna on letters with Peter, Parker, and a coma. Ben Riley has stepped into the mantle of Spider-Man. Ben's super heroics are backed by the Beyond Corporation, but even with all Beyond's resources at his disposal, being Spider-Man isn't easy. Ben and his high-tech spider suit are on the mend after going toe-to-toe with Morbius, the living vampire. Morbius managed to narrowly escape the battle after Ben's quick thinking left the vampire down an arm and weakened. fortunately for Ben and Beyond, Misty Knight and Colin Wing able to capture Morbius but there are things more frightening than vampires lurking in the shadows and here's the thing too I don't know if you think the same but up until now you had a couple writers Zeb Wells I think is the best so far you end up having Kelly Thompson go on she has her little different way of doing things little jokey stuff but I didn't feel like there was that much of a holy crap this really changed it kind of eased in it's a little different writing style maybe I didn't like the issues as much as Zeb Wells but I don't know, this one felt like so disconnected in my mind. It like feels I hit very different, yeah. And it's like, ooh, now I'm getting that idea that there might be too many people involved in this, it right? It looks
1: different too, doesn't it? I haven't checked the the artist, but I don't think it's the same artist. Yeah, Michael no Darling, yeah, no.
0: And that's the the weird thing about this, where we set up people. You know, you're going with the, hey, let's see who works at the Beyond Corporation, and I don't even know if that's, you're going to get the big play. You see at one point, they're all drinking. Hey, it's awesome having this Mm -hmm. job. But also, I have this these pills that they make that you don't have hangovers. like this whole idea of relying too much on tech or pharmaceuticals. But even then, it's just a weird, weird play here in my mind to then have this guy singing and dancing in the rain.
1: We have have Doug. Doug, Doug's had a little bit of drink. He's not going to have a hangover, but he is certainly drunk. And he walks off, and he's singing to himself. He's singing What a Fool Believes. The little Doobie Brothers, Michael McDonald, there
0: exactly, and I, I love the Doobie Brothers, and especially Michael McDonald, one of my favorite voices of the deal. But even then, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm not even singing along. I'm like, why are we, why are we dealing with Doug? Is <laughs> what I'm thinking I, of this. So I'm like, I what do like going on? the
1: look of the lights in the rain on these. Oh papers. yeah, that I looks think cool. that looks
0: awesome. Yeah, and then he sees something. Oh my god! And so that's the big deal. Where we then go off to to Beyond Corporation, where they are upgrading. Ben's suit. They're upgrading Right the now, spider when suit. we
1: see this cliffhanger. I expect we're going to come back around to what he sees, but we never come back to that. We get a throwaway line in the next panel, but then we never come back to Doug.
0: Do you think that he sees Craven? Do you think it's I something think different so. for later? Because Craven, I'd
1: be like, what's well, up with your vest, I, dude? Like, I wouldn't, especially a drunk guy, this must be a horrific scene. Right. You see Craven, you go, <laughs> What's that guy? You start laughing about big, big Russian guy In a lion vest
0: I, I swear to God, I go, oh my God, I thought Rick Rude Died, and I have your autograph, Rick Rude uh, <laughs> But yeah, so with this Though, you go in this Like, the upgrade of the suit, number one wh- Why do you have to have the suit on To upgrade it? That, that's one of my, my Issues, yeah. but even and so in kind of It's a generic, generic
1: technical, techno device Yeah,
0: it, it's just Weird, but I do have to Give a shout out because you have the characters, it is a Different style of art Some of them look a little different whatnot. Uh, Marcus though, completely at this point Has turned into, if you ever have seen him Looks a little like Reggie And I, when I saw it, I'm like Holy crap, that's Reggie, he can't be bad And, and most people Might not even know what I'm saying, but we'll leave it at this. So you end up though, where he goes Oh, I upgraded myself anyway I didn't tell him, throw shade at these guys Because unfortunately Doug he didn't show up for work. He he didn't get there. He's the tech guy. They're scrambling. Feels like they'd have some other things in a big corporation like this. But I think that's supposed to be it, it's like that's supposed to be a joke. The scrambling techs, the IT guys, the bumbling nerds, whatever, as Ben's like, oh, I already upgraded. I don't need your nonsense. We, we I do don't like the, Ben in this actually. The mention
1: here where it says if our new hire wasn't a no show this morning, things would be moving much faster. And that must be Doug. That
0: must be Doug. All of those guys were celebrating, like, their first week. This is the best job ever. Oh, my God.
1: Right, so, like, the first scene was Friday night, and now we're Monday morning.
0: And like. this guy did not show up. He's probably dead. And, um, yeah, they're like, oh, it would have went better. But, again, you're such a big – So you have this deal where you keep going with, you know, Ben wants to be his own guy. He wants to be the right Spider-Man, but he's doing this because, you know, everything involved. And so when he goes, and he's like, hey, I need a little time before my shift, like, it's it's going against some of the things we saw before. Now, one of the biggest things was before, he was not allowed to turn off the, the suit. He wasn't allowed to let them not know where he was and see the visuals. He did it before mm-hmm. because he had to because of Peter. But they really laid out the line you can't do this. But now he's gotten backward right. tech that he upgraded so he could do off it because panel. he wants to go see Peter again, and it, it threw me off. I mean, that I think you have to be a little more clever. Something going on with that than just saying off-panel last night. I yeah.
1: upgraded. This is, I guess, supposed to remind us that he's not just a goofball. He is. It is, and a that seems guy. to
0: be a press thing here, where he even says that. But even so. You know, I d I don't know how super suits go. I've never made one. I've never but when you upgrade it in the Beyond deal, I would think that it would at least recognize that it has been finagled with and maybe even overlap or overdo that it's just weird to set this up where you have to make this, okay, well, he turns off the suit to go here, but he's not allowed, but he's gonna do it and he goes with Mary Jane and you know, he's talking to Peter, he's making some jokes. Peter's still in the coma. Mary Jane goes up for snacks.
1: We get this little scene of him kind of talking to Peter, talking to himself, little emotional inventory. Now, when he's talking, there's one scene where we see a TV in the background. We see two guys. It seems to be a very specific movie image, maybe, but I can't yeah, place I said, it. That's, Do you that's, know what I,
0: that is? No, it's the same thing. I was looking at it, and I'm thinking the idea that Cody Ziegler is doing something here that we're going to get that idea of. his. like, this is what I'm ba- not basing things on, but this is kind of the camaraderie between like if this was butch and sundance and they're jumping right. off the cliff at that point you could even get the idea yeah that's what ben always wants he wanted to be and now unfortunately peter's there but i got nothing it's from so it.
1: specific right it's, it's not just two talking heads at a news desk or something generic in the background this was put here for a purpose i don't i don't i don't get it.
0: it i don't either then you go you know and then there's news going on breaking news midtown stuff we have problems and Ben says, as Mary Jane comes back, hey, listen, I got to go. And then even makes the joke as he comes out of like, you know, hey, there's your last wish, buddy. I'm like, that didn't go. <laughs> That's not quite Spider-Bite or the, yeah. the kid who collects yeah. Spider-Man. They're making fun of the, you know, last wish deal. And so he goes to Mary Jane. Hey, I have to get going. There's something downtown. Switches the suit back on. Yeah, Marcus, what's going on? You can't shut it down. Oh, here we go. Hey, what's this? It's just a robbery. Uh, going on the, the spread page i really do like it. when you mm-hmm. have that kinetic deal of you know spider-man jumping kicking going and you see the progression of it it's okay but with that like what are we doing
1: it it feels like an action scene stuck in because somebody told him you have to have an action scene here. yeah
0: yeah well i mean this whole issue to me feels very extraneous even you know we we saw ben already talk to peter and already had that deal of I want to do you proud. I want to do good. I want to be the Spider-Man that I always thought you would want me to be, and I want to be, and whatever. We already got that. We get it again. All right, okay, let's go. And then you end up where this guy, like, even that, he's going this armored car, and then he sees a girl in the way. He's got to swing around and get her, and then I don't know. I mean, it, there's a barrier that the truck crashes into it, and I thought it crashed into him. I, I, I was so confused. And then again, kind of trying to get the feels maybe of, hey there, little girl, I'm Spider-Man. You met me. Go tell your friends. All right. Thank you. Beep, beep, beep. We got to get going. <laughs> Spider-Man goes and Spider-Man. up I just, this really felt like a
1: non-needed deal. You could take this whole scene out and the issue would read exactly the same. It, it feels like it was stuck in afterwards because somebody said, oh, we need another action scene here that or the idea
0: of you have to fill a couple more i mean it's it's page filler it really is and that's what gets me in a deal because not only have we just started off with ben riley but this is cody Ziegler, this is your first issue here this should be something where you have some ideas here let's have something different let's see what you're gonna do and it really to me felt like a well, let's get this guy and he could do these while the rest of us can. like it really felt like it just had nothing going on to then get to the end where there's a, a big explosion. You see some guys tranked at one point even. Spider-Man, he's got 80 darts in him. and he's oh. like i don't know why i'm losing right <laughs> like, so it might the, be those darts there pal the
1: reason that spidey goes off to his, his final real battle is because some muckety muck high up in the beyond corporation says hey we've got a break in so send spider-man over because he works for us and i'm a rich guy so spidey swings by you see this big apartment spidey goes in sees you know kind of hears somebody kind of groggily calling for help and then sees the guy, Andrew, rich guy lying on the ground, he looked dead. And then there's this huge explosion, which I thought was blowing off the roof of the building, blowing out the walls, blowing off the roof. I thought, yeah. But then you no know, again the geography of this is very I, I know. Unclear. I'm I'm
0: looking it's like is that how he just comes in a door? I mean, it's so and even before we get to the reveal, I'll give you the hint, we finally get craven, but with and I've been craving him the whole issue, this is a joke. But <laughs> with that though the setup is too, it's too convoluted for something that you need to have done. You end up, Hey, you got to go to a beyond corporation higher <clears> up. <throat> oh, why do I have to go there? They're bad guys. Yeah, I'm saving the people on the street level. Okay. Well, we'll upgrade your suit to be more of street level crime and getting all this because really through the back of all this keeps going. You're trying to make beyond corporation look good. And, and Ben's, no, I'm being a hero. I'm Spider-Man. So then it's like, oh, what, I got to go save, what's that, my job, save and beyond. And it's such a roundabout way to get to this where Marcus says, well, they also have family members that think that them, okay, I'll go. It just, it was so convoluted to get to this. And I thought that
1: Raven's plan was pretty good. Yeah, he he, want, he heard that this new Spider-Man's working for Corporation, he knows he's working for Beyond, so he sets out to break into a Beyond muckety-muck's office, and then he says... Spider-Man says, oh, if, if Andrew was uh, lying on the ground, either dead or unconscious, who was calling? And Craven says, I've learned the calls of a thousand animals, Spider, and I know yours. Mm. The moans, the broken moans of a dying man. that That's what gets Spider-Man to come in, yeah. is needing to help somebody. I thought that was a pretty okay. good plan.
0: That's okay. Yeah, that's cool. Now, here's the thing. And this is just an aside. First off. If you had Red Nick Spencer's run, you had a big Craven thing going on. And in the end of that.
1: That was the turns into the son of Craven who killed Craven and all his brother Craven. Who's a
0: clone. And I thought, okay, are we going to deal ah, with that? Because okay. obviously Ben is a clone. Right. Yes.
1: Red hot clone on clone action.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what I always go for. That,
1: that's what your web history says. Yeah.
0: Don't go near my web history. <laughs> a lot of clone on clone stuff. Uh, but do you think they're going to go that route or do you think that Craven's just Craven again? Nick Spencer's done. Yeah, we'll, we'll recognize I, that that yeah, happened. I think they're ignoring that. Yeah, I think so too. And it, it's kind of a shame because I thought I want something that is more Ben <laughs> Riley. <laughs>
1: It's like there was one Simpsons episode where the dog or the dog or <laughs> yeah. cat dies. And they replace it with an identical one. Exactly. And then they say, we'll never mention this again. And we'll never mention it yeah, again. I think that's what happened to Craven.
0: It's a shame, though, because again, when you're doing this, I, I like, I'd like to have more of a Ben, but like something for Ben specifically with that. I mean, Craven showing up. It's Craven. It's Spider-Man. Okay. And I do kind of like the idea of maybe Ben because Craven's going in and you almost think of the idea, well, What's Craven saying? Where are they going? But, but it is Ben who has right. had as much there's experience. There's one Craven with
1: it. line that might be intriguing or it might be nothing. He says, Deadpool, Wolverine, and now you. Now, That's weird. Is right? he referring to past fights? Or I don't does know. he have Deadpool and Wolverine off? Yeah, on an island somewhere,
0: in some island or in a cage or whatnot. Where Again,
1: if, if he has those two, then this seems bigger than what this two issue real big. run going to be. Again,
0: I didn't, I, I don't think as of yet that I, I remember or have even read the solicit for the first Ben Riley issue and what his book is going to be when he comes out. No, Spider Man goes to that, but I'm wondering if maybe that's like a set. I, I don't know because it was a huge line that's just thrown out there. Like, almost like, okay, and like you said, is this big enough that we it's should know what it is? It's either or it's nothing. Yeah, or it already happened and it, we should know better. But I, I I got confused by the end of that. But that did intrigue me. But then again, like I said, you have Spider-Man. Ben jumps out of the window as this explosion. He kind of gets out. He's like, hey, I'm going to have to make my exit. And then he gets hit by at least 50 tranks that are... I mean, they seem to be falling on him at right. one point. He's it's, going the, off. it's
1: the same kind of dart that was in The Guy on the Floor.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was out has, has, or yeah. dead, right? So, And you're, you're, you're Spider-Man. But these
1: darts happen to hit him as he jumps out one of the 75 windows this place has. I so, know. I don't know if, if Craven drove him to a specific window, or does he have, have these... You see the next panel, there is a little... Automatic dart shooting there guns. Is. So I don't know if he has them surrounding the whole building or
0: geometry he, of it. Know. They kind of are from below, but they, I don't know. But he does end up going, and he's like, "Oh man, I feel lightheaded. Not blood loss. No, you have eighty. It's it's craven. If you get hit with darts, if I'm going around and it's just me." And I'm out in Quaker Town, walking down, and I get a bunch of darts. And I'm like, who the hell throwing dogs at me? But if you're <laughs> Spider-Man, you have to know that there's some sort of, you know, trank, and you're going right. to die, whatnot. And again, I kept thinking, like, are we supposed to really think, like, Ben hasn't done a lot with Craig? Because you, you do end up having that disconnect where you just Spider-Man, Craven, Spider-Man, Craven. And it is Ben, but he's confused of this. We also spelled out that they upgraded the suit because of the idea that Morbius fit into it. So that kind of threw me off as well, where you already had something with a vampire teeth go in. Oh, we got to upgrade. Now you just get hit with trank darts and they go in and you're getting woozy. The suit doesn't seem to be doing anything. In this issue at all, unlike what it had been doing before, the do nothing. Yes. Yeah, nothing. I mean, we're really getting just Ben there, like it's just something. But this is supposed to be this high tech, different type of deal. What at this point is the Beyond Corporation even thinking? Because they should see. I don't know. Because at the end, then you see fear toxined up. You know, Ben Riley looks up, and you got the Angel of Death. Crazy. That's it's a cool so enough crazy. It is like real panel.
1: cool. Look, yeah,
0: and. I mean, with that you have that. I'm like, well, the the vest is a little less furry. All right, that's an upgrade. And really, the wings and the flaming head—I I think it's pretty cool. I mean, now Craven doesn't look like a joke, but he's not a joke, but he looks like one. So at that, you know, you your great awakening. I'm like, all right, now is this also the idea where Craven? After this you get as simple as Wait a second You're not the Spider-Man I know But he doesn't know the identity So there's weird stuff You know what I mean? The idea that he's getting Ben And what he's going to do Wolverine mentioned That whole thing is weird But I thought this was a a bit down I thought that there was some jokes that didn't hit I thought that a lot of this Until the very, very end That's a cool cliffhanger And I'm excited to see maybe what that means With Wolverine and the stuff But also Oh, my God, you know, what are they going to do? Is this is easy enough as just getting, hey, Colleen, hey, Misty, go get him. The suit has a tracker. You have all that stuff. Or is this going to be a genuine
1: threat? I'm kind of looking forward to the art next time because if we get some trippy, hallucinogenic, LSD, Spider-Man, Craven fight, that could be a lot of fun.
0: That might be cool. Yeah. It's just weird. Like, what is Craven up to him? What is his, you know, we know his M.O. and stuff like that. So we'll have to see. You know what that is, and what's going on with this. I just thought it was just a little bit down. The art took me a little
1: bit to get used to. I don't like the faces at all. I don't know, kind of lifeless. They look like mannequins. Yeah, I don't know if it's a, an over reliance on photo reference sort of yeah. a situation. oh might but be. Yeah, they they just look yeah mannequin. Where
0: I really where I really saw it was when you ended up having Ben talking to Peter, where he took the mask off and he's kind of oh, wringing yeah. his hands and that, and it just look weird and or some of mary jane's faces it's that scene the scene with mary jane and stuff but even marcus looks like i said looks like reggie but even looked a little off and a little different wear.
1: spidey in the suit when he has his mask pulled down looks fantastic looks
0: great Looks yeah cool. and some of the action really look good and craven yeah. looks pretty cool too, especially at the end with the crazy you know flaming face and stuff yeah. but overall I'll give the score first. I always go okay. to you and cut you a judge, but it, but I, I think that I'm at a just a 7, 7 out of 10. I could go a little lower. I, the lowest I'd go is a 6-5. I'm uh, giving I'm, it a little benefit. A okay, I'm going to go 7 just because I'm going to give it the benefit of having a cool ending. Setting up some things But it is a, a a bit of a downer
1: Yeah, I think I would have been at a 6-5 If the faces didn't just weird me out Every page yeah, Maybe I should be, wrong, Man, you be about, wrong. But I'm going
0: to go I'm going to go 7 be a little positive You are negative Nancy That's what you are I am Mr. Positive for once in my life But overall, that's it That is it What is your book of the week? Because I said from now right. on Since you're joining me for most of the books If not all We'll have a book of the week Which I always like doing And this kind of seems like it's also a commercial for the Patreon. But what is your book of the week? (laughs) Yeah, my book of
1: the week is absolutely Hulk number one. Fantastic book, looked amazing. The Ryan Otley art. It has a a brand new start for the Hulk. A new status quo has some connection to the Al Ewing stuff, but you don't need to know anything about that to jump in and say, "Wow, this is an amazing story. I want to know about."
0: Yep, and uh, that's my book. That's my book of the week as well. Uh, You went a little higher than me, but that is on. The Patreon, as I said, uh that is at patreon.com slash weird science. If you want to listen to me and Jason talk about that and The Death of Doctor Strange, that'd be cool. Uh But with that, I agree with everything you said. And it was a book that I was kind of worried about. How's Donny Cates going to deal with the whole idea? Because The Immortal Hulk was, it was a sensation at one point. You know what I mean? It was really it big. Was, yeah. So is he going to try to... Ape that is he gonna go fully 180 is it but it it really was a good transition into something where I didn't think we'd have much of a transition deal to even grab onto and he didn't it really felt like its own thing right away it had a mystery it wasn't just I, I think I saw a lot of people when they said oh Donny Cage is gonna be smash Hulk smash no no it, it was a clever type of setup where if you were into the Cerebral run of Immortal Hulk I think that it does a different play But actually is still as smart With that and so hopefully Most people with the ending of Immortal Hulk Could be a jumping off point Maybe it's a continue point for them and a jumping on point For others but even that we like The Death of Doctor Strange as well But my book of the week as yours Is is the Hulk number one I want to keep saying Immortal Hulk but I won't But that's it that's it for the podcast Starting next week I'll do my due diligence, and I will have a list of the books that we will be talking about in the next podcast. But I'm not going to do that this time because... Well, we're, we're a
1: day ahead of time now. So.
0: And next podcast is actually Patreon only. It's no oh, limitations it? because no it is an annuals week. So pretty if low you're not... Me. It is pretty low, me and you. So with that, if you want to listen to next episode and all the episodes of the week, Will be Patreon only when we have a fifth week. That's what happens. It only happens a couple times a year, but uh, that's what happens. Yeah, plus join the Patreon
1: weeks. and get to yell at us on the Slack. It's always yeah, a good time. Yeah, you can yell at the uh, on the Slack and tell, listen to a ton us, of other tell shows. Tell us what that obvious scene in the background of <laughs> Spider Man was. That <laughs> exactly. we will feel stupid. They're like for you not don't know. I'm telling you. I'm looking. I was looking at that.
0: And I'm looking in the back and at one point I'm trying to convince myself those are like Oil rigs and I, you know That one, like, let there be blood I don't even remember the actual I'm like, no, it's not that Then Weird thing, I'm like, is it close again? I don't know what I was thinking I couldn't get it, I just looked in the back
1: It's not fear and loathing in Las Vegas It kind of has that And then I
0: was thinking what the scene is And what they were, and then I got mad I couldn't get it, but yeah, maybe it's obvious To people, and if if you don't want to go to the picture I'd love if you Gave it a try but if you don't you can Also go to our twitter WS Marvel Comics and then you follow us We'll follow you back 100% and then you can You know send messages and yeah, stuff also there, right. Also email us and the Email is weird At gmail.com or weird comics it'll be in the show notes at Gmail.com but yeah let us know What you think with all of that but thanks Everybody thanks for joining me Jason For you, this episode in a Holiday week and yeah, everybody who is doing Thanksgiving, I hope you enjoy that. If you're just going around your regular all day, enjoy that as well. But that's that. Hey, thanks everybody, and we'll talk to you later.